I didn't watch it, but I had it on kind of on the speaker, Bluetooth speaker, as I'm like cleaning the fucking oven. And the, the George Frudek handle piece of music comes on. Zardok the priest, you know, as they're putting the fucking holy oil over him and stuff like that. And then my phone just starts pinging. And I looked at it and it's like people sending me retweets from Twitter. Why are they playing the Champions League thing? Why are they playing? And I was just like, oh, for fuck's sake. I mean, vindication, yes. But at the same time, a complete searing indictment of the UK education system in a country where we seem where we seem so hell-bent on... Never. Like, you know, the importance of our own history. Yet people don't fucking know that the, the song the Champions League theme samples was written for George II by George Rudy Handel in the 18th century. Yeah, it's but just like... Let, let, just let me play devil's advocate just for a little bit. I mean, in, in, in modern culture, if you hear that piece of music, the first thing you're going to think of is the Champions League theme. Okay, fair enough. Right, fair enough. But then, isn't that what fucking Google's for? Why are they like typing into Google? Don't just retweet it like some kind of drooling Neanderthal. Well, yeah, but that's that's the internet. That's <laughs> the age we live in. You go straight to the internet and you fucking put it out there. And why are they playing the Champions League thing? Because, and then and then you you generate all this, I don't know, backlash if you want from the likes of you, but. I don't know. Maybe, maybe people don't care that much. They just want to make a comment. They just want to be heard or want to be a part of something because they make that comment and then loads of other people comment on it and it makes people feel involved in something. Maybe that's all it is. I don't know. What involved in like mass banality and mediocrity? <laughs> like you make the human race. Like like mass yeah. ignorance. Like you know, stupefied. Like let's go through life you know, in this in a in a state of torpor. You know, for Christ's sake. Um, maybe, maybe it's because he is a champion now. Yeah, he's got a shiny hat. I mean, have, you, have you seen Have you seen the memes going around about the artist formerly known as Prince? <laughs> he's like wearing they they put like a transpose the purple suit on him, and he's got the purple guitar from Purple Rain and stuff. And you know, you're just like, you know, you're just like, you know, if he did break out like a a rendition of Cream by Prince, and then and then halfway through he just goes, "You can't handle me, London." <laughs> I mean, I did, I did have it on because, you know, I was sort, I'm sorting my flat out before we move and whatnot. So, you know, I had it on in the background, sit down here and there. And, it, you know, it, it is history. I've not seen one before. And I probably yeah, won't see that. You know, there might not be another one. I, I think there will, but it'll probably be reduced. But I might, you know, I might not be able to watch it. So it's it's history. I watched I watched the, the funeral with Liz and oh. I watched this. Yeah, I, 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 I get that. Yeah. But it's, it, it is. It, it, it's history. It's, it's worth watching from that perspective, you know, supportive or not. And because also, yeah, it's like, you know, what drama is going to kick off? You know, what's, you know, going to be going to be shenanigans with Harry and someone? What's Andrew going to do? The great big fucking... Or some kind of nutcase. Look, look, talking yeah. of nutcases, this nutcase here, Padre, went all the way from the UK to Rome when they swore in the new Pope. So, you know. Oh, wait, it's fucking awesome. <laughs> I mean, that's my first time in Rome. It's the first time on an aeroplane, actually. No, that 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 was that was cool, um, you know, because you know went around Rome, saw all the stuff, got to see the smoke go up the chimney, you know. I mean, and I I I studied ecclesiastical history and the Crusades and everything at uni, so I was like, I want to see this. That this is like historical curiosity or cultural curiosity, and it was it was a spectacle, you know. That that was cool, um, and I remember wearing the metal pigeon T-shirt in the crowd trying to get it on TV, but you failed. 
the pigeon made me do it. <laughs> um, but like, you know, I was thinking to myself, like, you know, you, you can imagine like, you know, Ratzinger, get, this is when Ratzinger was elected. Um, you know, he, you know, he has a massive piss up afterwards because he's so happy he's got the job, you know, job for life. Not not with Ratzinger, but, you know, historically so. And like, you know, just gets absolutely like rancid on like the kind of communal wine. Wakes up next to two 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 nuns, box of sacrament wafers littered across the floor, and a fucking the ring of Saint Peter in his finger. Just going, what the fuck happened last night? You know, <laughs> you just imagine that. You know, like the uh, the the papal the papal staff protruding out of one of the nuns. And you, you know, know what? The, the image the image I've got the image I've got is is uh, is Paul Stanley in um, Decline and Fall of Western Civilization on the bed with the two women. You can just imagine the Pope doing the same thing. Yeah, yes, yeah. That's Catholicism, though, isn't it? You know, Mother Superior. Yeah, yeah, Mother Superior. She's a tough is, mistress. Is, isn't that a scene out of Father Ted? Well, it probably fuck it is. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway, um. I believe this is a metal podcast. Anyway, so we should probably maybe cover a little bit of that kind of you know thing. Um. Should we start with therapy? On uh, on Wednesday night, and what a a tremendous little evening that was. Yeah, yeah, why not? Yeah, I mean, um, so yeah, Wednesday night we went to the Fighting Cox Pub in Kingston, which for anybody who doesn't know it is is a, it's a nice little pub, and it's got a little sort of back room down a slope that holds about a hundred people, I suppose. One hundred and fifty, much bigger than that. Yeah, one hundred and fifty people, so it's, it's like the same size as my lounge diner. And um, you know, we got to see one of our favourite bands over the last almost three decades. Um, play their new album Hard Cold Fire in full, uh, and a you know a meet and greet and a bit of a chat and some photos and and all that kind of stuff after, and it was a fucking wicked night, wasn't it? Yeah. Wicked night. That's it. Affordable as well. Yeah, but it's um, yeah. I mean, it's uh, you know the, the the songs sound great live, and you know actually get you know real heart to heart from from the lads. Um, yeah, I think the Q and A bit was quite cool, actually. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But yeah, just the bits in between and and whatnot. Guys would get get the shit. Um, and it's nice. It's always nice to go to a gig and you don't feel either too old or too young. You know, it's mostly people of our generation or you yeah, know, it was our, 40s, yeah, it was our era, forties, yeah. fifties, middle aged people or, yeah. or just under who you know who can't be bothered with moshing hard and just yeah, just want to just want to get drunk and headbang. Yeah. Basically. Um, yeah, headbang. Exactly. Yeah, and my, just... right, my right ear is still ringing as well, which is see. We well, yeah, that's the thing. You you may I, I did move slightly to the back because I I I don't want ears ringing at the moment. I can't be dealing with any other <laughs> other nonsense. And you know what? There was nothing, nothing at the end of it. So that was pitch perfect for me. But I've been to that venue loads of times, and I've never had a problem. So I've, they've obviously got a happy happy it medium. Just, it was just the, the vocals I think like music, the music was fine but every now and then Andy's vocals were just yeah it was just quite loud in the mix and obviously in such a tiny room yeah. but, uh, it did smash my eardrums a little bit but fuck it they're fucked anyway so what difference does it make but, but it was yeah, yeah it's just nice, nice to say hello and, and whatnot and you know say say thank you directly because yeah 100% you know it's just um, it's a little thing yeah I, I mean I'm, I'm never I'm good I'm bad with those kind of things I never know what to say or what to ask I, I, yeah, you I'm don't always... want to come across as like a as a fanboy wanker, do you? But at no. the same time, you you want to be able to give respect and yeah. I'm yeah. The, I'm the same when I meet artists at comic comic book signings and whatnot. It's you know I, I oh I love you I love your artwork and I I can't do that. It's just you know it's it, it's it's like the time I said I met Stan Lee. I just shook his hand and said thank you for yeah. everything. 
That's it. That's that's all. You know, that's what they want to hear. And you know, it's you know, dumb questions about continuity or when's when's that going to happen. And and it's the same with same with music. It's I could nerd out and start asking stupid questions about chords and riffs and this and that. But they've they've heard it so many times. I just yeah. I just want to say thanks. Yeah. Nice to meet you. That and yeah, that gig we we went to back in two thousand with Orange Goblin at the Underworld. One of my favourite gigs of all time. So yeah, I agree with that. That was a great night. Um, Fucking hell, it was twenty odd years ago. <laughs> yeah, that was the that was a ten year plan tour. Yeah, we saw the well the thirty two year plan tour. 30, last yeah, year. 32, yeah, that one. Um, the the fact that band is still going, it's it, it's astounding because you know it was a very distinctive period of music, wasn't it? When they they were they had their moment. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot going on. Alternative rock. rock was an absolute yeah. peak, wasn't it? Yeah. And they, they had their... Yeah, but they were good at it, though. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah, they, they were actually good. And they still are. They, yeah. And they tried things out, you know, a bit more hardcore. You, you just there, more weird. Yeah we, yeah, we spoke to them a fair bit. They were, they, you know, they, they hung around for ages. They, they spoke to everybody. They gave everybody time to take photos. It was just, it was just three blokes in a pub with a load of other people. You know I mean? There was no, no sort of fanfare. It was just kind of... No drama. And, and you know, look, talk about the new album as well, Hard Cold Fire. Um, and just for, for context, um, it was number one in the rock albums. Um, oh, right. yeah, okay. That was Friday, isn't it? So yeah. Yeah, number 29 in the uh, in the charts overall. Okay. Um, oh, oh, oh. Most significantly, it was number four in the physical album sales, a CD and vinyl. Oh, okay, right. So if we didn't have streaming anymore, that's a top five album. Yeah, so when, when you look at it that way. 30 odd years into their career we look back at trouble gum as this great album but look at their entire career and now this this is their most successful album since the 90s but this is an interesting one i'm trying to work out why because i heard some good things about the sales sort of a few days ago yeah um and i'm thinking they're not they haven't improved massively in quality it's not like their their last year albums were bad or badly received or whatever it's you know they've kept up a consistent quality yeah so why I'm, I'm just trying to work out is, is there something with, with regards to how rock is being promoted in certain fields is is there is there something i'm not aware of or is this a post-covid thing people are throwing themselves back into it with gigs and all that what why is this album done quite well all of a sudden when it's not really different to the last few well it's not like they get radio play or yeah. any kind of sort of mainstream exposure in any way but i think it's almost like the, the renaissance of vinyl, isn't it? You got this this era of music, yeah. our age, in our mid forties, that we're you know should be more financially comfortable these days, and you can afford to go and buy vinyl at the ridiculous price. I don't, I, I don't think it's just a case of financial no, but that, freedom it, it or, or flexibility. No, no, what, no. What I think is, no, what I think is, but you know, look, it's not like we 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 stopped listening to muscle and then we've just got back into it. You know, no, no, no. no. Like, you know, it's not it's not that, but. I think you know there, there's something to be said about you know you 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 turn forty, and you're closer to the end than you are to the beginning, oh, right? That's bleak. No, no, it is, but yeah, it's true. Yeah, right? it's true. It's true. And I think you kind of want to kind of clutch on or keep hold of, to some extent, part of the person you were when you were twenty, when you were eighteen, when you were twenty-four. I don't, I'm not saying it's an. I'm not saying it's an insecurity. I'm not saying it's a midlife crisis. I'm not saying you know. You know, we're not. We're not going out and banging fucking twenty year olds or or buying a fucking massive sports car. Speak for but, yourself. You mean a midlife crisis? You know, but you kind of like you know why 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 do you 
why why do we still wear band t-shirts and stuff? Well, we're not, you know, we, you know, we have to go to work in like dress pants and fucking shirts and stuff. You know, I mean, I've, I've even, I've even got to the point now where I fuck it. I'll just, I'll wear my Slayer t-shirt to work. I wear a dress jacket, put my fucking Slayer t-shirts in the new. That's actually one of the few things I actually like about my job. They don't go, can't wear a Slayer t-shirt to work. Um, which is strange, you know. If one of your teachers rocked up in a Master of Puppets t-shirt, what would you say? Well, they would have been one of my favourite teachers. Because like one of, one, one of my guys the other day was like, is that the song off Stranger Things? I was like, yeah, you're damn right it is. You know? It's, but it, look, it's, it's the reason we're sitting here doing this now. At our age, at our point in life, we have this escapism now from normal life because you've got job drudgery and all the other things we've been talking about. This is now our escapism from the the... the the mundane way of life and going to BC bands like therapy. Yeah, exactly. It makes you remember what it was like when you first heard a band like that nearly 30 years ago. That's what I got. It's just, even though it's new songs, it was this new album is very much therapy. It sounds like therapy. They've been quite experimental at times through their career, but this yeah. album sounds like therapy. Sounds like the therapy that I first got into all those years ago. Yeah, I have to say the opening track, which is called "They Shoot the Terrible Master." I mean, Christ, that 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 sounds like not not even a B side of of the classic stuff. That sounds yeah. like it could have been on a, on like yeah. Trouble Gum back in '94. It's it's yeah, it's ten tracks. It's half an hour long. It's straight to the point. It's, it's got great choruses, great lyrics. You know, they're they're, they're on they're on fire. It's heavy. It's heavy at times, and you know, it's, it's, yeah, it's heavy. It's, it's got that melancholiness that therapy have always always had as well, but it still makes, it's, I don't know, it's still something quite uplifting about it. I mean, they really, it's, it's frustrating they were never bigger or, you know, they kind of passed by or other people didn't give them a chance because they're a heavy rock band because, yeah. I mean, lyrically, Christ almighty, I mean, they, they nail what it's like to be a, a miserable teenage boy trying, yeah. to, trying to get through life. You yeah. know, way more than the American pop punk band, pop punk, pop punk bands you know they they nail that misanthropy and you know that positivity trying to collide day in day out but they 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 obviously went through their dark times in the 90s as well it's you know it happens but just the way they've come out and the way they're going forward now fair play to them they've already announced another tour to tour this album now do proper tour and obviously they'll you know obviously play classics and that in with that but yeah look you know it feels like they just got a bit of a second wind almost. They're going to have a bit of a, a second push and hopefully we get more albums and more tours and they just keep on going. And it's not like they're old either. You know, they can't be that much older than us. Early 50s? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, they would have been probably in their 20s back in their day. So, yeah, early yeah. 50s. Yeah, so yeah. early 50s. So they've got, you know, they've got plenty of time left. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, no, it, it, no, if anybody hasn't listened to the album yet, go and, go and check it out. Even if you're not a fan of Therapy, I just think it's, a, it's just a damn good rock album it's no frills it just yeah it does what it says on the tin we may as well just look at a couple of other albums that come out in the last couple of weeks actually um the unearth album the unearth album the wretched the ruinous anybody listen to that yet Isn't yeah i've it? given it a listen yeah i, I yeah. and i like it it's i mean christ almighty i'm very accessible yeah very accessible but heavy um, and angry at the same time and it? it's yeah it's kind of thing but it's definitely yeah i mean it's definitely got that vibe going back to the oncoming storm which is one of my favorite albums of of the decade yeah uh, well, ne nearly ten years. Um, so yeah, that's that. That will that will be a definite re-listen, but just haven't had a chance to come back to it a second time <laughs> recently. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. As it, um, it, it sounds pissed off, it sounds like a bit of a 
So it's their first album in about five years, and it? it sounds okay. like a comeback album, but like we're we're still here. This is this is what we do. This is what we're fucking good at, kind of thing. I get that sort of vibe from it, and it's it's nice and in your face. Disappointed I didn't sing. They, they did the um the 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 tour the European tour recently with with Year of the Knife and and a few others, and they they played the Underworld. Oh. I think it was I think it was Easter weekend, and just completely passed me by. I don't know if oh, it was well, yeah. well promoted or what. I don't know, but I, yeah, I, I, yeah. Until I've sorted stuff out, I've I'm, I've got. No, a, no, well, we say, I say that you know this this week I've been to two gigs in as many days, so uh, you know, yeah. proper rock and roll. Yeah, said you want to slow down a little bit. Oh, Jesus, yeah. <laughs> um, another album I really enjoyed last week was the new Blood Ceremony album. The album's called the old the old ways remain. Um, it's very sort of occultish, very seventies female vocals. There's flute in there as well. Oh, Losing. jazz flute, <laughs> jazz flute, jazz flute. Um, yeah, very cool. I, I'd not really. I, I think I'd heard bits of them before, but this is certainly. Uh, oh, grab me. Yeah, no, I I do remember that cover and thought, okay, that's a distinctive cover and yeah. probably yeah. worth listening to as a result. But I've not I've not checked it out yet. But okay, okay. Yeah, definitely, definitely worth a bit of a listen. Um, the new Haunts as well. I think we talked about Haunt a couple of weeks ago. Um, but this is a bit. This I've only listened to it once, but this new one, Golden Arm, is a bit of a return to form. I think. So give that a listen. Yeah, Haunts are a strange one because you know I like some of their some of their stuff when I start to listen to it, but I think the album last year I struggled with. I, 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 I it's 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 his vocals. They they were they came across as very emo compared to the music around it. Yes, and it just it was a very bad fit. I don't know what if it. It, it, you know, that's not what they normally do, but it, they didn't sound that different. It just sounded wrong in that instance. So, the yeah, previous I, album in 2021, Beautiful Distraction, that was really good. They yeah. did a bit of a peak then, and I think they sort of just sort of dipped on the last one. But the new one, it's a bit more aggressive. It's got a bit of a bit of a heavier, chunkier sound, and it, it, it's it's good for it. So yeah, there was a bit of it, it felt a bit like 80s chorusy and yeah, heard, it, so it's got a bit of that. It's good. The new Drain album as well, Living Proof. Um, it's, it's hardcore with a bit of crossover thrown in. Quite enjoyed that, but I haven't really given it that much of a listen. So, you know, but every week at the minute, there's just another fucking whole slew of albums coming out. Um, today, a couple of things that I've picked out so far. Um, Nighthawk, which is another project involving Bjorn Strid from Sawwork. Okay. That's yeah, I think I saw, of, saw that on the list. Yeah, another sort of AOR type thing. Um, they watch us from the moon. I had to give them a listen because that's a great name for a band. Sort of stonery, doomy, female fronted stuff. Um, there, is a, there is a band coming with an album coming out soon whose whose name is just unbelievable. Uh, I just need to double check what it is exactly. Yeah, blindfolded and led to the woods. Oh, I saw that. that that's, yeah. that's a wicked name. That's, I haven't listened yeah. to them, but I hope the music lives up to the name. Listen to the new Urn song. That dropped yesterday. Not yet. No, no. I do. I, I do need to. Ah, oh, that's yeah. That's if if that's a sign of the rest of the album, it's going to be an absolute fucking belter. They've 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 moved on. They've definitely taken another step forward. Good. Um, it's produced by uh, Joe Duplantier, isn't it? From Gujira, the album. Jeez. Oh, oh, okay. So uh, yeah, it's um, yeah, it's it's solid. The, the album is eight songs and about fifty five minutes. There's a couple of sort of ten minute plus epics on there. No, I get a very mastered on feel from Urn anyway, but this new one is sort of taken another kind of step forward. Early mastered on, I'm saying sort of a mission. Early, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's I think that's gonna be 
it's going to go in the album of the year list. I can tell that just from one fucking song. Oh, cool. So, um, yeah. But and, and there's loads of others. Um, Battleborn, that's another one that's worth checking out. Since you um you loved the Angus McSix album a couple of weeks ago. Right, okay. Very similar kind of thing. I, so I need to check out the uh the EP by Impending Triumph as well. That's uh the single I heard from that was quite interesting. Yeah, that's, um how to be manual without being manual. Yeah, but but heavier. So yeah, yeah definitely up for that. Yeah, I had a quick listen to it. It's um again, it's one of those ones that you see the artwork and think, I've got to have a listen to that. <laughs> You know, it's um, yeah, it's it's not bad to be fair. Uh, another new vomitory tack, vomitory, vomitory, vomitory track drop. Uh, yeah, that that is what I do when I think of Tories. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly that. That was good. Um, does what it says on the tin. They've never really changed. So, yeah, look, there's loads of stuff coming out, and there'll be more for the rest of the month, which we'll we'll catch up on at the end of the month, I'm sure. Anyway, um, we talked earlier in the week about the. Gatekeeper album. I thought I'd bring this up because neither of us were all that fussed on it on first listen, but there's been a bit of fanfare for it. And you went back and listened to it, and I have done as well this week. And it's grown on me, but it is missing something. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I definitely, I was getting the same Conquest sort of vibes. Shores is the album, by the way, just, just to get that in there. Yeah. Yeah. I was getting the same sort of vibes as Megaton Sword. Like, you know what? I want to like this. There's something there. Yeah. But it's not, I'm not catching it just yet. But it's, you know, I want to I want to be patient with it. A lot of albums I listen to once these days and it's like, you know what, that's good, but I'm I'm not going to be listening to this much. I'm not going to confuse about it, so I'll move on. But yeah, like Megaton Sword and Gatekeeper, there was a definite, you know, it's 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 got it's got the hook, hooks in me, even though I've, I'm not enjoying it yet. There's definitely hooks. There are definitely hooks. Yeah. And like I said earlier in the week, it's not bombastic enough feels a little bit flat i, I, I don't know what yeah I, yeah i i no, I, I agree i think production wise it, it is lacking but i think that you know i think the songs are there they're, they're, you know there's some yeah the songs are there you know yeah there, the so. anthems are uh the anthems are definitely there so yeah we'll we'll keep coming back to that one because a grower can be can be good anyway if you don't like it straight away then it doesn't mean you're not going to like it six months down the line i think we get we we we, we you know listening to so much stuff at the moment my ear is training very well into the kind of stuff that I, I, I think I will like. Yeah. You know, even if I don't initially. So that's good. Yeah. For me at the minute, I'm, I'm, I'm very much enjoying this kind of new wave of traditional heavy metal and the speed metal stuff that's going on at the minute. Cause it, it just appeals to, you know, the metal I first got into as a kid, obviously first here in Maiden and things like that. So a lot of that's yeah. appealing to me at the minute. I see the artwork, you know what it's going to sound like. And I, I, I always dig in and, and the majority of it at the moment I'm I'm really enjoying. So And of course, new the new Enforcer album. Oh mate, look again, first listen, I was like, Yeah, it's it's good. Um, but two or three more listens. And on Wednesday night I listened to it, um, headphones on the train and it and it's clicked and it's just it's, a, it's just another great Enforcer album. They're just so good at what they do. And yes, you know, some of it does. Sound I, I like it. I've only listened to it once. I, I, I got a good vibe from it. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's, it's I've already got the one thing I will say as well. You put me onto this the other week. That, um, Azadahara, yeah, EP, yeah, it's the third track. Yeah, the, 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 the intro is good, the song's good, but then you get that riff at the end with the solo. Yeah, I was on, I was on the balcony and I was just like, fuck yeah, that's a great riff. Very much similar similar reaction I had to when I heard 
like Lois Creature last year. And I was like, fucking, yeah. that's good. It's like a really good riff. So, like, you know, I'd like to really like to see them come up with a full album because I think it's going to be good. I mean, the, the other stuff on the on the EP is really good as well. It's it's it, it's just solid. Um, I like the guitar tone. I like I like the, the you know the, it's really the guitars are high up in the mix. Warm, big, big sound. Yeah. No, it's 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 great. Um, this is why I like all this crossover thrash stuff that's around at the minute. It just sound. It's got a great mid range crunch to it. The new in human nature song is another belter. Ooh, yeah, that's a yeah, that's full on, isn't it? Yeah, really, really enjoying that. Padre, you need to give that. I, I forgot to mention that to you earlier in the week. Um, give that a shot. Um, yeah, this we're spoiled for choice. Just out of interest, because like we're, we're doing an episode, we're kind of this is like free, free form. How much is a kebab these days in the UK? Well, <laughs> oh yeah, you. you... <laughs> Wednesday yeah. night. Wednesday night, I grabbed the kebab in Chelmsford. First, first use of a kebab shop since we've been living here. And <clears> uh, nearest one to the station, so went straight in there. And uh, I got a small mixed donner, chicken and lamb donner, small one, and that was six ninety five. And it was fucking shit. <laughs> it was dry. It was just you know. Pale. Last dead. time, last time I was back in the in the the, the last time I had a, an actual kebab in the UK, I think it was twenty fifteen. 2016. I was in London. I was on uh, in Myland, and um, because I was working at that, and um, I went. You know, you know, Myland. This 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 loads of chicken chops and kebab yeah, chops yeah, and stuff. Yeah. So well, you know, it's it's all run by um Turkish guys and yeah, you know, Lebanese and so it's it's going to be at least half decent. And I ordered like you know just donna, and it wasn't cut fresh off the off the the thing. It was it was they they got it in a pot, warmed. Yeah, it was they'll, fucking. They'll cut it and leave a load in a pot. Like, yeah. And the reason I bring this up, so like you're paying six ninety five for a kebab, yeah, yeah, for a small, small one, yeah, for a, a really shit quality kebab, yeah. I'm not saying they're all shit. There's probably some good ones. I mean, the the, the one in the, the one down the road from Cornwall College is probably not as bad as the one you had, but it's it's, it's okay. But it's you know it's like seven seven eight nine quid for a large, right? So six ninety five. That's what five euros fifty, right? Like so, this is what four. Uh, gets I, think you. I think it's a bit more. I think that's about what four euros gets you. Look at that. I think it's about seven fifty euros, but yeah. that's it. That's that's a piece of souvlaki from the kebab shop, literally next door to my house. Four euros, fresh, everything. Tzatziki, you know. I mean, if you get a pork one, it's three fifty. Doesn't I really, go there doesn't, so much. Doesn't really help. Doesn't really help people listening to this that you're flashing a kebab. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. But it, it's okay. So if you ever come to Reggio Calabria. <laughs> you want to go to Il Greco? You, you, you go in, you ask for Michele, the owner. You say, "I know Padre." You say, "Get out of my shop," and you won't, you won't pay the prices on the list. You pay the old prices because he put his prices up, but I pay the original price, which is four. That so tells it's, it's you. But, then, but, but my only, my only issue with it because I mean I've been to I've 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 been been in Greece for quite a while in 2016. And you know, pork gyros is good. Lamb is great, but a chicken, a chicken gyros is what you want. And they don't do chicken, unfortunately. They only do pork. And chicken gyros is fantastic. But if you get like a lamb souvlaki gyros, that's even better. But they don't always do lamb. So. Are we finished talking about kebabs now? You're making me hungry. Well, you know, I mean, <laughs> since we're doing banter, is there anything better after a gig with a kebab? Do you go to McDonald's? Do you go to KFC? What what I... what is the what is the preeminent post? I don't know. I, I mean, I don't like kebabs. 
I don't like kebabs. That's just me. I, I always have. I yeah, always because have you're a massive twat. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but. I, I, I would... I, you know what? You know what? I could murder after a gig. What I've always fucking wanted. And managed to pick it up a couple pasty. of times in, in, a, in a train station. Yeah, it's a proper fucking pasty. That would yeah, be yeah. I think yeah. what I what I always used to do is have a just just have a Burger King. I think a lot of the time back in the nah, day. Nah. No, 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 that's, it was at the station. It's at the station. Burger King, that's Burger right. King, or like Burger King or something like that. That's what you have before the gig. I'm talking about after the gig. No, I, I, I'd go for a Burger King after a gig. I mean, that's, like, that's a trouble because we've got like, to get home. I don't like, I don't like eating too much before the gig because it gets in the way of drinking. So. Yeah, we can't hang yeah. around in London, can we? That's a trouble because we've got the last trains home to get yeah. to get back to the suburbs. So we. You know, I mean, like, something at the, you, the you've got those flash gets. You've got those flash gets. You go and get fish and chips after a gig. I'm sorry, that's it's too much. <laughs> oh, <laughs> don't. <laughs> back in back in the day, I think yeah, back in 2000, me and me and our mate John, uh, we went to see Feeder at the Astoria uh, in January, and at that point, this was a um, there was a takeaway on the corner, Tottenham Court Road and New Oxford or on Oxford Street. It's, the, it's, the, big, the big one that was all the way on the all the way around that bend. Yeah, yeah. But it was, station, yeah. it was only there briefly. That's the thing. That, that, that's that's like a different place each year, or it was back in the day. And yeah, and for some reason I, I just got a massive chicken and chips. And we just remember sort of <laughs> sitting on the train back to Epsom, just like shoveling Henry the like, style. This this guy, I can remember this guy on the on the seat opposite, just looking at us and like, you enjoy that, aren't you? Like, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why it's just well, on sticks in my head. Style, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. My, 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 my favorite anecdote about post gig kebabs is Tattoo the Planet. What was it 2000 and, 2001? 2001, yeah. yeah. And we got split up, and me and Rickard got the train back to Epsom together. And I, I got back to your place before you did, but I think your train got terminated at Rains Park and you went to get a kebab. And I remember you turning up back at your back at your house, going, "It was the greasiest kebab you've ever had." But you picked up the pizza bread, and there was so much oil Ow. in the bottom of the box that you couldn't even eat it, and you 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 actually felt ill from how bad. <laughs> I know, I do. I remember that. I didn't think it was that gig. I remember we got split up, and and like you say, I think Rick, Ricard and you got there before us because we we went. You went one way on the tube. I didn't know what you were thinking about was 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 uh, Motorhead at Brixton Academy. When yeah, that... that's that's right. Yeah, I, I didn't I I didn't know your flatmate was at Ross. Yeah, right. So I'm sat on your doorstep because I didn't know anyone was in, and he he must have heard me sat on your doorstep, and he answered the door with a fucking baseball bat. <laughs> oh no, that. That that case, and, that and, and I and I just thing. I just looked at me and he was literally who the fuck are you and I said oh I'm Steve's mate Padre from uh, Cardiff I said I'm staying here tonight but he's not back yet he's like oh come in then and he no. put the kettle on and made a cup of tea. No, I tell you when that was then because Motorhead at Brixton was in November two thousand, so yeah. you were still you were still in a small flat near the college. Yeah, at that yeah, point yeah. in time, so you weren't living with Ross. No. Uh, so the gig in question was Motorhead and Amphrax at Wembley. Oh fucking hell. Because that was because yeah, Ricard was there. That's that was it. Because that's that's the loudest gig I've been to. I remember. Well, can, we, can we can we just explore? Got on that gig we, for for a moment. Can we just explore the legend of Ricard, or as you used to call him, Ricard Mosh Pit yeah. Protection. I don't think we've ever mentioned him. Like like 
no, no. How big was he again? Was he six four? Yeah, he was. He was. He was a big lad. He was a. Um, he was a. Um, a teenage powerlifter, wasn't he? For Sweden, as before. He and like, you know, he'd go in the mosh pit, and people would just bounce off him like bullets off a Panzer tank. <laughs> you know, like like he would just stand he, he, like we went to Tati the planet he's, he's in the middle of the Slayer mosh pit during Angel of Death just stood there stoic like a fucking statue people are trying to run up to him bounce and bounce into him and they literally bounce off him and he doesn't even move he didn't even sway you know and you know and I remember that one time you were like Rickard what would you do if someone punched you he goes I'd laugh what would you do if they did it again <laughs> I'd ask them to stop what would you do if they did it a third time? I'd break them. <laughs> Fucking hell. So, so yeah, Swedish chap. Maybe a year or two older than us at the time, but he, um, yeah, yeah, he came to, to art college. And by that point, he was he was bald. Uh, but when he did have a, when he was a bit younger and had a side part, he did look like Arnie. Um, yeah, he did, yeah. But yeah, so he, he, he was on our degree, our graphic design degree, um, at the same time as us. And he was into his metal. So, of course, he came to the occasional gig with us as well and hung out with us. And he was a lovely chap, you know. His his three favourite things, as I recall, were Metallica, red wine, and poetry. Yeah, very cultured man. He was. He yeah. really was. And you know, he, he, you know, of course, he came to the gigs with us. The type of man that could stand in the middle of a Slayer mosh pit with a glass of wine and never spill a drop. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry that we we just sort of dwindled into a personal conversation here now. So um, let's, let's should we try and get it back on track? So as we're talking about gigs, um, and you know it is twenty twenty four next year. Um, Jesus Christ! <laughs> whoever, can you imagine spending <laughs> Judas Priest in nineteen seventy eight? That in twenty twenty four you're still going to be playing arenas. Um, yeah, Priest UK Arena Tour with uh, Saxon and Uriah Heat. Yes. Well, which is a great thing, and and we've we've got tickets and whatnot. But there's, there's two things I need to raise about this. Um, firstly, the ticket prices, um, which are less than favourable, let's say, uh, and the fact that all the shows are all seated. Uh, I'm I'm not sure where I I kind of sit with this. I mean, you know, it's well, you, well, you do, well, we're not going to sit, are we? I'm going to sit. No, but <laughs> look, it's not like you're going to have fucking circle pits and whatnot, but. I don't know. The only all-seated arena gig I've been to, Prince and Roger Waters, it just I just want that freedom to move. I, I don't know. I, I think, do you think they're going? Gig, we know that, but. Do you think they're going for that sort of eighties American venue Maybe. arena uh, sort of vibe, where obviously you know they were never open. It was always seated, and people just climbed over the seats and just stood on the seats and whatnot and. Well, the pre the um the the Motley Crue and Def Leppard tour that went around the states and is now going around the world, they were all seated as well. So, yeah, it it does have a bit of a touch of that, and it's it's going to be large in older crowd. I get that, but I don't know. It just feels a bit weird to not have a standing area. A uh, Judas Priest gig, I don't know. No, it'll be it'll be a good gig. It's Priest, and oh yeah, I mean, like I say, it's not it's. They're not a mosh band, are they? No, you no, just, no, no. You just want to bang your head and pump your fist. and Neither are Maiden. This is the other thing. We, we, people get a Maiden and they try mosh and you're just like, fuck off, I'm not interested. There's nothing wrong with, the, the, you know, a little bit of this and a bit of that. But, yeah, these these bands aren't there for mosh pits. But you just want... I, it's just not having that freedom. It's, to... it's a freedom, yeah. yeah. But, well, what I don't like about it is you, you will inevitably move about, uh, move about and you'll whack your shins on the seats in front of you. <laughs> That's what I don't like. <laughs> that makes you sound like such an old fart. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the, the Padre, the tickets were were circa eighty quid a pop. You know, look, I mean, they're free. They're free classic lineup. bands. Yeah, I yeah. know, but 
But I was expecting 50, 55 quid for that. And, you know, seeing the prices, it was like, it's probably going to be the, maybe the last time we see Priest. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, they still got it. And uh, another one, um, the other end of the scale, Hell Ripper at the Dev. Like I said last week, when see Hell Ripper a couple of weeks ago, it's not the Dev, sorry, the Black Heart. Um, yeah. That's going to be, that's going to be a, a monster of a show as well, I reckon. That'll be nuts. Absolutely. I mean, it's tiny, that venue, isn't it? So It's about the size of the Fighting Cox. Not much bigger. Yeah. And the fact, the fact is that, that, that is, and I know this is going to sound really pathetic, but that requires earplugs, that venue. Yeah. It is ridiculous. I know you don't like them, but that, no, I was told, I've, I was told explicitly, wear earplugs. Recently. Yeah. Yeah, I, I know. I know. Um, uh, Bean was talking about ones that that he uses, that designed for musicians, and it just takes the high end away, and and it it does make a difference. So I am considering it because there's been a few gigs that we've been to recently that I've, <laughs> I've really felt it. Creator in Brighton was the one. My ears were ringing for over a week. My wife sat on the sofa three feet away from me, and I couldn't hear a word she was saying. It was just, it's not good. It's not good. So well, it depends who you ask, really. If you don't, you know, hit your wife. Well, yeah, but <laughs> no, I, I don't think I can carry. I mean, can I? Can I just ask? You know, this is the thing, right? On a tangent, going back to this whole kind of idea of having a pasty after after a gig. Why is no one clued in on that? That's not a tangent. That's a backtrack. We, <laughs> we've already been here. I don't look. You can get them in in um in train stations. Yeah, I know, but it's not. The, uh, you know, look, 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 look. we've got higher standards. I mean, Anthony, no, he doesn't. He doesn't know any better. But like, uh, it, it, look, it's 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 a meal encased in pastry. What more could you want to soak up the alcohol? But yeah, uh, right. You need you need bakeries, but it's never. I've happen. always said. I, I've always said like, when you talk about like late night food, yeah, you've got burgers, pizza, etc., like junk food. Yeah, it's, I mean, you're not you're not going to go and get a salad at two in the morning, not unless you're some kind of, I don't know, junk. not unless you're Anthony Keenis. Why can't you know? I I I always used to say when I was at university. You know, I'm going. I'm 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 leaving somewhere at one in the morning, two in the morning. If I could just go somewhere and get a cup of tea and a bacon sandwich, why like why is no one clued in on that? It's it's British culture. It's we got our sort of you know everything shuts at a certain time and. No 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 no. Yeah, I know, but like there there are like okay, so not necessarily here where I where I am now, but. When I when I've lived in other places, especially in Sicily, which I really used to like, back when I was there in two thousand and six, there were some cafes which opened twenty four hours, and you can go and go there and get like um, say five in the morning, get you know, coffee, cappuccino, whatever, um, you know, cafe macchiato, or you get like a and you can get like a, a sfoglia, which is like puff pastry filled with ham and cheese or spinach and ricotta or whatever, but it was awesome. Because it was like you know you you don't want you, know, you you don't want a massive plate of food at that time because you've been out or not but just that that snack with the coffee and then you go home and like it's I just think we're just missing a trick sometimes in the UK like you know why can't you have like a late night cafe somewhere you know just, you, you, I mean you do you do get it you can you can wander around yeah I know you, I, I know you London, do but they're not they're not widespread they're not like but yeah you're you're right as as a, as a as a general rule. You know what? Thinking about it, I could go for a bacon sandwich after a gig. I think that'd be a good shout. I don't want to go to I don't want to go to a place and they give me just two pieces of bacon. I want that a minimum of three. Full of pig. Absolutely. Yeah, packed. yeah, yeah, yeah. 
and like, I don't want a good cup of tea with it. You know, yeah. It's, it's like you know, it's it's the same with the fucking trains when you on the in the buffet car and all that kind of shit. You know, you're just like, why can't you just do bacon sandwiches? You, know, you make a killing, and well, they they probably charge you six or seven quid for the. Fuck. No, that is, yeah, that is one of the joys of a of, of a festival is when you've you've watched the last band and you may be slightly drunk at that point or you've sort of started to sober up and you go back to the uh um the sort of village in the camping area and yeah you go and have a bacon sandwich or a cheese and ham toasty or something like that and it just 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 wind down yeah there is there is I, something I, I, I like that that's that's always a thing so yeah I don't buy the kebab like the other night I, I, I would have much rather and then in the morning you wake up and you go and get the bhs seven piece breakfast was it two quid what was it back then yeah, but that's that was that's nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, you're talking about. And BHS doesn't exist anymore. BHS doesn't <laughs> exist anymore. Yeah. So, do you remember? Do you remember that place? Do you remember that place we went to in two thousand and three, in Reading? <laughs> we went to a cafe, and we got a full English. There was um, fucking salad and grated carrot on the plate, and you're yeah. just like <laughs> the things you remember. It reminds me of um when I was living in Korea. There was a cafe chain called Breeze Burns, right? And obviously they'd look, they'd like looked up like what an English breakfast was online, but they they put it through Google Translate. So you got like bacon, shit bacon. It's not bad bacon. It's American bacon, eggs, hash brown, um, a sausage, but it wasn't like a British sausage. Piece of toast and then green beans, because they'd looked up beans on Google Translate and it came out as green beans. So yeah, green beans <laughs> on a fucking it, and you're just like, fuck is this? How dare you? Who gave them permission? <laughs> fucking, I haven't heard that for a while. Yeah, on the other, like, the other one. Oh fuck, he's still going. I was in Cambodia. As you did. Holiday in Cambodia. It was. It was. And um, fish and chips, and it was a piece of cod cooked in a pan, wrapped in a pancake, because they looked up what batter was, and it came out as pancake in Google Translate. Can we um can we circle this back to what we're supposed to be talking about? Um, Eurovision. I thought that was the whole thing today. It was it, it was uh the banter episode. It's fucking if you Eurovision want banter, tonight. If you it's want fucking, banter, I'm your fucking man. It's fucking Eurovision tomorrow night. Yes, yes. You know you know what I like. By, yeah, the, time, by the time by the time this this um this episode obviously is going out, it'll be done and dusted. But you got two rock bands in inverted commas this year: Germany's Lord of the Lost and Australia's Voyager. Um, yeah. I mean, Lord of the Lost is supporting Maiden across Europe in the summer, so you know they've obviously got a bit of credibility. Look, I'll probably I'll, I'll watch Eurovision always, but it's, it's always quite entertaining. But this brings us back to Angus McSix. Yeah, no, we we have to take this seriously. Yeah, until next year. We, we we do. Until you people get sick of it, we will keep going on about it. So uh, how are we going to do? We need a Facebook page or something, don't we? At least, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, no. We will start a campaign. We'll we'll be respectful. We'll let this year's Eurovision happen. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I don't even know anything about the, the British entrance. No, I think I think we've probably not made much effort this year because obviously we're pretty. You know, we're we're hosting it in place of Ukraine. So um, yeah. this is so this year's our Declan the Turkey or whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we don't we don't want to do it again next year, so it'll be a you know. Yeah, what happens if Australia win it? Um, it's I think they like choose or someone like that, or they work with someone. But yeah, it's not it's not held in Australia the year after. Oh fucking! Well, it'd be out, it'd be at Earl's Court, wouldn't it? So, Earl's Court, that'd be impressive. 
That's where all the other Australians are. Fucking hell. Well, of course, it's been demolished. Yeah, I know it has. Um, <laughs> you, you're missing my point. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I just said, Lord of the Lost are supporting Maiden on the um, Future Past tour, which starts in two weeks. And the reason I'm bringing this up is a Maiden set list is always a big deal um, because they play the same thing every night. They're not like Metallica. They don't deviate. It's a very finite thought out show everything's very specific so the set list stays the same um i've seen a uh, a leak that was actually posted on setlist fm of a rehearsal set list that and you and me are both going to see maiden on this tour what what do you want in the set list well i certainly want caught somewhere in time and i'll be kicking off if it's not going to happen and at the very don't... least I, I want all of somewhere in time but i can live without deja vu and no that's about it i can live without deja vu the rest of it i can't I... Uh, I kind of want. Oh no! Um, I suppose I can do about like loneliness of long distance runner. Yeah, I agree with that. But the, the other six I love, so yeah. Right. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. I've got. I've got something now. So according to this, um, and again, we don't know how true this is, but Blade Runner theme kicks everything off. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Um, they open with Caught Somewhere in Time. Good. Right. Yeah, like, spoiler. This is a bit of a spoiler. If this does happen to be true, this might piss people off. But if you don't want to know all about this, I, I, I would fast forward about five ten minutes. Um, sea of Madness. There's obviously some some Senjutsu songs in there. The set closer is Running Free. Okay. Um, which um, I'm not sure about. Cool summer in time. Sea of Madness is in there. Stranger in a Strange Land is in there. Heaven Can Wait is in there. Um and wasted years. Those are the songs they seem to be playing. Oh, no, Alexander Great. Not in this one, no. Oh dear. So and that's the that's the one that everyone's kind of fussed yeah. about. People want to hear. If you're not going to get Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner or some other epic, then you want yeah. Alexander the Great. I, I, I know they're probably going to do one of the epics off Sujutsu, but I don't know. You know, Alexander the Great. That's a big one. I mean, Fear of the Dark is still in there. The, the longest one probably off Sujutsu is Hell on Earth. Evil the Men Do's in there. They're still playing Fear of the Dark. Um, there's no Hallow Be Thy Name. Oh, okay. All right. But again, I just, you know, I will stress that these rehearsal set lists have popped up before and they haven't always worked out to be true. So it could be bullshit. But um, but going back to whatever you want. So Court Summer in Time. I, I would like to hear them do Alexander the Great because if they do do it, it'll be the only time they do. They won't play it again. I don't know. Maybe a few more deep cuts. I'm, hmm. I've seen them play so many great, great songs now that I'm not sure what's left. But I mean, it's, you know, they're doing a feat, something themed around the two albums. Yeah. So at that, at that yeah. point, you just want to get like you know, like so when they choose these set lists, do, do, do the fans do the fans vote on it or do they just no, pick no, no. it? No, no, none of that. No, 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 no. Okay, so just let the that. fans choose. They, that isn't the maiden way. They they don't no. do that kind of thing. They're very regimented about. It's it's like I've said. You know what? Maiden would be great at Super Bowl half time. Yeah. They would be great, but they will never do it because they won't do medleys. No. Metallica. Metallica will do it if asked, I'm sure. Well that's that's a band that should have done it. I mean there, yeah. there, there, there was there was there was there was talk for years from about ninety eight to about two thousand and two, two thousand and three, that Metallica were gonna play WrestleMania. Because remember two thousand one Motorhead played, they did the triple H entrance. When he was up against the Undertaker, um, at the the Astrodome, you know. yeah, 
But like you know, I mean that we, I mean, we we've talked about new metal and wrestling and stuff like that. So you know, it's uh, but Maiden, I, I thing is, Maiden don't really cross that that divide into that kind of mainstream though. Metallica do. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's that's the difference. And you, yeah, Maiden doing a medley, no fucking way, no way. Yeah. Steve Harris can allow that. Yeah. I mean, um, Ram, I, Ramstein put on a great show, but no one would remember the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> but, um, it's going to be great. I haven't seen Maiden since two thousand and eight, um, and there are some songs in there I've never seen them play. But um, but it is it is a bit of a weird one. I, I don't understand why they're not playing Alexander the Great. I don't know if it's too challenging. I don't know if it's if they, I, don't, I don't know what 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 might be the issue with it. I hope they do play it. I suppose maybe it's just fitting stuff in. They obviously want to fit a, you know, a decent chunk of Senjutsu in. Um, and they know that they got to do the classics because in some ways... Well, there's no Hallaby their name. There's no Run to the Hills. No, but they, 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 there's, there's other classics. They, they'll, you know... Yeah. It's like when, like in 2000, when they did, um, they played Sonisphere. Not 2000, 2010, sorry. They played Sonisphere. And what they did, they did a best of the, the noughties. Yeah. And it was a great set list. Yeah. But of course, you still had Fear of the Dark and a couple of the other classics and whatnot, just just you know to keep people a bit sweet. But they even played Fear of the Dark when they're doing the early days stuff. They just don't seem to want to drop that song. I don't don't get me wrong. I, I love Fear of the Dark live. It's it's one of the coolest things. You know the intro to it. It's just it's just it is pure Maiden. But and I'll be honest, I kind of I, I struggle with running free these days because I don't know. It's a bit. It's very glam rock, isn't it? It's a very Diano song, isn't it? Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it doesn't. Yeah, you know, I, I can think of I can think of other set closers. I think I'd rather have. I think Sanctuary was always a good set closer. Like when we first saw them in two thousand, um, touring Brave New World, that was that was always good. Run to the Hills would always be a good set closer because it you know it's Run to the Hills. But yeah, running free. Well, that's what we closed with back in the day, isn't it? I suppose. Yeah. Those days. The Senjutsu stuff. I'm I'm sort of. I'm curious about so the writing on the wall, which was the first single. We all know that "Darkest Hour," "Hell on Earth," and "Days of Future Past." They're the is that it? Yeah, that's the four songs off of Senjutsu. But then that alone is half an hour in four fucking songs. That just it doesn't seem enough, really, considering they're doing they're focusing on those two albums. I mean, Senjutsu. I mean, it's not their longest album, but it's still long. I mean, it's it's only a sixteen song set list according to this. I mean, I know they're getting older, but. I don't know, it's still Maiden. Yeah. Yeah, but that, that 16 songs is probably two hours. By the time, you know, Bruce has had a few rants in between songs and <laughs> all that oh, kind God. of thing. Yeah, oh, Jesus. Just... Yeah, I'm... <laughs> I'm not looking forward to that this time round. Oh, yeah. He's, yeah, he's, he's going to have a few things to say and there's no doubt about that. I, don't get me wrong, I enjoy Bruce Dickinson rant, but sometimes you look across and you look at Steve Harris standing there just sort of like arms folded on his, on his base and it just looks like on Bruce about you've done this every fucking night let's move on I don't I, I I don't think certain rants that he might be inclined to do are going to go down well with everyone in the audience no possibly not. with you you know he's, he's he's entitled to his opinions and there'll be people who share those but I think I think he would be well advised to shut up about certain things because that his the the, the fan base is too too varied too yeah. complex you can go to you could go to a band, see a band like Therapy, and 
what they're going to say is probably universally felt and and, and agreed with. Yeah, yeah I agree with that. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah, you're going to have the odd different opinion, but they, the way they do it, it's you know, and it's the same with the other gig I went to, where the you know the artist was very you know quite quite anti-Tory a lot of the time without being hateful about it. But I made it. You, you got fans across the board, and that's you know that's how it should be, kind of thing. But it's uh yeah, it's it's he, he's got his opinions on that on certain things and. He, he's he's going to get a few boos, I think, if he decides to say certain things. Yeah, I mean, he's got such a loyal fan base, though. That I don't know. I don't know whether I don't know whether it'll get boos or not. That's, not that's, boos, but it's just it's it's you grumbles maybe. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah, be old. Shut the fuck up, dude, and get on with it. Yeah, get on with it. Yeah, get on and play fucking Alexander the Great, you daft old yeah. fuck. <laughs> but um, but I, like the the tour starts in two weeks. I think it's uh. Croatia or Czech Republic, someone like that. I think the first date is so. By the time it gets round to to London, when we see them, they should be um, firing on all cylinders by then. So yeah, looking forward to it. First time in fifteen years for me. So yeah, last time, yeah, last time was twenty sixteen. Download. What album was that? That was Book of Souls. Yeah, yeah. See, the, that album has pretty much passed me by. And I've tried a couple of times, but it's it's never really kind of done it for me. On um on next week's episode, uh, we'll be joined by uh, the owners of Black City Records in Bristol. Uh, we want to have a bit of a chat about about you know running a record store and and the the sort of rebirth of vinyl and what it means to metal fans to have physical music these days because it isn't just vinyl. Um, the cassette has definitely had a a bit of a renaissance in 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 the last couple of years, and I think. We're in a weird way. I think COVID has had something to do with that because vinyl production slowed right down. It's taken ages to get vinyl released. So that that tangible feeling of having something in your hand, you know, cassettes have kind of come in and saved the day, sort of thing. So I love having something in my hand. Well, yeah. Well, look, there's, there's, give it five minutes and you can go and do what you like. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, it'd be interesting to um to, to speak to these guys and see exactly what it is like running a record shop these days and and you know how it, how it, i don't know how it's changed because when we first started listening to music that was the only option it was physical music you know whereas now obviously there's, there's way more options so um yeah I'm, I'm i'm really looking forward to that one there will be questions about high fidelity you know what i think i'm gonna have to watch that before next week's episode because that 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 film is the is the ultimate in in uh in in vinyl buying snobbery i think is the uh yeah. <laughs> guy that keeps coming into the shop after one particular record is like yeah I'm, I'm not gonna sell you this today no it's not happening yeah wankerism but yeah that'd be good i'm looking forward to that and um hopefully with a bit of luck if logistics allow um we'll be able to slot in an interview with trevor Finch on earth i know i promised that a couple of weeks ago but hopefully this time it'll happen um i'll be speaking to him in the dead of the night um, so with a bit of luck, it all works out. So, uh, yeah, other than that, gents, thank you very much. And uh, we'll see everybody next week. Rock and roll. <laughs>